Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> episode I mean... <laughs> six. And episode six, which we've somehow done timely like timely enough, is a Halloween episode. The title of the episode is Halloween. So yeah, season one, episode six of Seventh Heaven. Halloween. Very creative. Halloween. Brenda Hampton. <laughs> All right. So, I guess we'll... I don't, we don't have any, like... All right. <laughs> we don't have Nothing anything. to take care of. Uh, so, we'll get right into it. Um, so, what was your first impression? Um, okay. So, my first impression... We, we were talking about this earlier because I feel like I never actually have a first impression and I kind of just say it. But, um, which I guess is the point of the first that's impression. A, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But, um, I was... Uh, Aaron said, was it spooky? And the only thing I thought of was 30 Rocks, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. And I started singing... Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary. Um, my first impression was probably that I need to stop uh, finding gay undertones every time two non un, like two non family member men are speaking to each other. Yeah, it's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, because uh, I did it again this episode. Yes. Um, so let's start with a cold open. Um, it starts with a shot of the moon and like a some sort of like Halloween noise. I think it might be like a it's werewolf like a howling. howling. Yeah. Um and I was immediately like Buffy? <laughs> Are yeah. we watching Buffy? Another now? crossover. <laughs> um and it starts with Matt telling a scary story to the Camden children. The rest of the Camden children, I mean. Uh, yeah, and uh, he gets to a point where like I don't know, it's like in the story somebody like throws open a door and then the rev throws open the door to the room that they're in and they all scream and then he screams. <laughs> And everybody's scared. Everybody's scared, and then you find out he doesn't like spooky stories, and they're like, "Dad, you hate Halloween." And then, you know, I think then it goes to like they, they resume telling the story, and then you get the opening credits. Um, but that that's obviously like the theme. They're like, "Oh, Dad hates Halloween." Well, there's like a couple of like uh, points that I have written down from the cold open. Oh, um, I just have the one quote that. Yeah. <laughs> well, first, like when the rev opens the door and scares the kids, and the kids scare the rev right back. Uh, Ruthie's like, well, we should probably back up. The story's about an ogre, quote-unquote, that lives in this town with them in Glen Oak. Um, an ogre which Lucy defines as a big, ugly man. Which is incorrect. <laughs> um, and at some point during the story, uh, Matt is trying to say that, like, the stairs are creaking, and instead of, like, his, he says creak instead of, like... Making, li- like, our... I'm not gonna make a, like a creaking noise. Because I don't but even know how to make a creaking noise. Like but like word. saying "creak" does not constitute. Constitute. <laughs> Sorry. Constitute a creaking noise. It's not a. What did you call it? An onomatopoeia. Yeah, it yeah. It's not like a. So, all right. So he's like a bad storyteller. Right. So Ruthie's like, "Are you bigger than the ogre? Are you bigger?" When she says this to the rev, she was like, "Are you better than? Are you better than the like bigger than the the bad man or something to that effect?" And the rev goes. I'm bigger and stronger, and I work for God. So that settles it. He could defeat the ogre. Those are his, like, superpowers. Did you have any other highlights in the... Oh, I, I, I... I thought it, I was, like, I was unimpressed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing was, I'm. this is something that we've noted quite a lot, but, like, sometimes Annie gets reduced to acting like a child. Oh, yeah. Um, and she, was, she did this in the cold open. She kind of, like, turned into... A child? Yes, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, let's explain that. Um, so she she runs in and she's like, what was the screaming about? And then they're like, oh, Matt's ghost story. And she, like, gets all excited. And she's like, I love ghost stories. And then she runs and sits on the floor next to the kids. So, yeah, she's uh, acting like a child again. 
Um, and that's basically it for the cold open. So it comes back from um, the opening credits, and it's like in the kitchen, right? They're they're hanging like. Well, there's like a cute like. Uh, Ruthie's not, like, coloring pumpkins on like orange construction paper, and okay, so we'll start with the Rev storyline, I guess, then because it kind of starts right in this first scene. And he is just, like, drinking his coffee, and, and Annie says she saw someone at the grocery store who was from Binghamton, and we learned that the Rev is from Binghamton because... New York, New- not Italy. New York. Which is what Annie said. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was like, is there a Binghamton, Italy? Uh, um, but as you'll learn in the show, um, except for, like, Annie's parents living in Arizona, Brenda Hampton is only aware of, like, the existence of three states, uh, and all of the action whenever anyone's going anywhere it's New York if anyone's from another state it's New York uh, I don't know how Annie's parents ended up being in Arizona but I guess that, so so this is the first of like many uh, recurring you know oh like people are moving you know where are they going to New York where'd they come from New York um so and you mentioned that she does this in the other so- show she oh yeah and Secret Life of the American Teenager as well um everybody was either like Anytime anyone goes anywhere, it's like New York and California. They're going back and forth between. So, Brenda Hampton needs like a map, I guess, of the United States. Um, so, we we learn that Annie ran into this woman from Binghamton who knew the Rev, and he's like, I don't know, that doesn't sound familiar. And all right, I I'm so sick of this idea already. It's the sixth episode, and she's like, Oh, there was someone in in Binghamton that you didn't date. Why are we supposed to believe that the Rev was a ladies' man? Well, like, yeah, why, apparently he was a player. Why is this, like, keep coming up? Like, you know, the nurse is coming on to him at the hospital. Um, like, I don't know. So I feel like something else has happened since then. But we just keep getting, you know, he's so... All right, apparently um, Stephen Collins is irresistible. Um, and debatable. Then she, <laughs> highly debatable. Highly debatable. But uh, then... She is like, oh, uh, she found out this this woman's husband's name, and it's Henry Bernard. And the Rev drop here's that name, Henry Bernard, and he drops his coffee, and it's the most deliberate, like, it, it's not like a shock, a shock drop. It's like a very, very deliberate, like, he lets every finger go from the mug. It's basically, it's very reminiscent of the first episode when Lucy drops, quote-unquote, her um, tampon. tampon. <laughs> yeah. Like, every, it's very deliberate. Um, so then we we just know, like, Henry Bernard, you know, uh, and the Rev, like, has this disturbed look on his face, and we're like, oh, who's that? So then... Uh, Who is that? <laughs> if we're just following with this storyline, we learn through, uh, you know, that later on it shows the Rev, he's got his... Rev, this grown man has his fifth grade yearbook. And, and this, okay, and I don't even I like let's let's not call this a book. First of all, it's like what pages stapled together. It looked like it like a like a pamphlet maybe. I don't like I don't even know what to call it. It looked no, like a it, it looked like a soft cover yearbook. It was tiny, and um, it was in black and white, and it like showed a picture of young Rev and young um, Henry. Was that his name? Yes. Yeah. They they were right next to each other in the and yearbook because they, they were on the fifth grade honor roll. First first like first class or something yeah whatever like top highest of, like, tier of honor, honor roll. roll yeah and um dramatic music and rev looking down at the pictures with like He's tears in his <laughs> eyes uh and then um so so we like we know that like henry bernard was someone he went to elementary school with and then later on in the episode they show him like tossing and turning in bed and he's having a nightmare 
but it's actually like a flashback nightmare. Yeah. And it's him in fifth grade, and he's talking to his buddy Wait, Henry Bernard. Hold on. Oh. We need to set the scene here. It's him in fifth grade, but apparently fifth grade for the Rev was in black and white. Yeah, okay. It looked more like the 50s. I mean, they do come back and they say that it was supposed to be 1964, um, which I guess is a little... But, like, it did not look like 1964, um, the way that they presented it and the way everyone was dressed. Um and the uh, Rev is super... Oh, well, I guess we should um, backtrack a little bit. Because uh, before the dream, the Davy Crockett hat comes oh, up. Oh, yes. Okay. Right, right. So he's looking at... He looks at the yearbook. Then later on, Mary is, like, going through a box of Halloween costumes that, that the family has. And she pulls out, like, a Davy Crockett hat. And she gives it to uh, the Rev. And she's like, oh, this will, like, look good on you. And he, he holds it and he looks at it and he's like... You know, well, he said it was... Da- she said she it was said Daniel, Daniel Boone. Boone. And he's like, no, 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 this is Davy Crockett. And he spends a bit talking about how Davy Crockett is like... He watched yes, all he the was TV obsessed shows. with Davy Crockett Watched as all a the boy. TV shows, like, read all the books about him. And, like, that, I think, spurs on the nightmare, which starts with... Well, for, like, remember, this is in black and white. And it starts <laughs> with him walking in the schoolyard, being very nervous and anxious, talking to his... Friend, Henry Bernard. Henry Bernard saying, I really, really want to get the Daniel Boone hat because I want to be Daniel Boone for, not Daniel Boone, wow. Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett, my bad guys. Um, Davy Crockett for uh, Halloween, Halloween. Like school Halloween or whatever. So. But like the way that the school does Halloween is not that you like come in with your own costume or I don't know, make your own costume or something. There's just a box full of costumes that the teacher brings out at some sort of time during like recess. And then it's like a free for all. Like yeah, whoever, like, hey, first come, first serve. You get whatever you get. So that so you have like a bunch of kids <laughs> running. This is such an absurd. <laughs> all right. So the teacher brings out the box in this flat flashback and the rev you know the reverend henry bernard run over with all the other kids and they're digging through this box and henry bernard comes out with the davy crockett hat and he goes he goes eric i have it and eric like the rev sees red he He, like like, dives across this like huge group of children and he tackles henry bernard to the ground and he starts hitting him and it's the most pathetic like Punching, he's just like kind of like laying his arm across this kid's chest and not very forcefully. And like people in the background are yelling, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> and then the teacher's like, Eric Camden. <laughs> and um, and, and like, then when, when, when the teacher like pulls him back, Henry Bernard's just on the ground and he's like, I got it for you. And like this is the thing that is haunting, <laughs> yeah. er, haunting the rev. Eric cannot get over the fact that in 1964, he tackled this boy to the ground for the Davy Crockett hat, and the and, kid was like, I got it for you. And almost 30 years later, because I'm, this is taking place in 96, like, I guess 28 yeah. years later, Yeah, he is having, having nightmares. nightmares about this, like, tossing and turning. Um, so this gets resolved. So this prompts him. This is, you know, <clears throat> he, he, uh... Because Henry Bernard is here. He's moved here from Binghamton. Yeah, because his wife was at the grocery store with Annie. He lives now, somehow... He decided to move from Binghamton to Glen Oak, and I don't know, again, like, right, you said, like, what kind of small world is this where people, like, End up in the it same... just happens they're in the same community now. 
But so the Rev somehow, which we are not told how, finds out where Henry Bernard lives. Yeah, this is a recurring thing in the show too. Like people just showing up at people's houses, and there's no, I guess you, that wouldn't be a very glamorous thing to show on TV. So finding out where finding, googling. Yeah. Oh wait, they don't uh, have Google. They, Do they have Google in '96? Um, first of all, the Camdens don't get the internet until after 2004. But we'll get back to. Oh, oh my God. Having seen everything, I know that the Camdens are big holdouts on the internet. So. All right. Well, what we have is. Uh, Henry Bernard's child opens the door. I think his name is Will. And Will goes, um, aren't you a little too old to be doing this? Oh, because he's holding the Davy Crockett. The Rev is holding the Davy Crockett hat. So the child assumes that he's here for trick-or-treating, whereas I clearly read this as some sort of, like... Meta. Meta. Where, yes, the Rev, you are too old to be apologizing for something that happened in the fifth grade about 30 years ago. Yeah. Um... So he's like, oh, I'm here to see your father. The father comes up, um, and they and he's like, I'm Eric Camden, and I'm here to give you this. Yeah, and and, and her, Henry Bernard is like, oh, I don't... Re-. At first he's like, I don't remember you, and then Henry Bernard, like, pulls the hat out of this bag that the Rev had it in, and he's, like, looking at it, and then as the Rev is walking away, he's like, Camden? <laughs> and then he, he it, 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 like, clicked. Um, and, and then... then he's like... <laughs> Bizarro scene. I actually just did the math because if all right, so if it's supposed to be 1964 when they're in fifth grade, you figure they're like 10. So, so this is two 42-year-old men on Henry Bernard's um, front lawn, and well, first the Rev starts tearing up, right? Because he's like, I just wanted to apologize for all this, and then and then Henry Bernard is like, you came all the way over here to apologize to me <laughs> for that, and now he has tears in his eyes. <laughs> These two two forty two year old men just crying on the front lawn about a Davy Crockett hat from nineteen sixty four, and and what ha- like doesn't like Henry say something? Oh, they go inside to have coffee. Wait, but doesn't Henry before that say something about like just wanting to be his friend or something like that? Like, or you're my best friend. I don't even. I know. don't know. Did I make that up? I yeah, think I probably I think you made just, that up. You, this is again you reading into the. Well, <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, oh, clearly Henry Bernard was in love with. A young Eric Camden, <laughs> and this, fr- and you know, Eric Camden might have returned said feelings. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's all right. So, <laughs> but apparently, this I like. I think the point of this is that like, oh, this reconciliation is supposed to make uh, the Rev like not hate Halloween anymore because next. Right, I guess we're supposed to gather that that was the reason that he hated Halloween because of this childhood trauma of him attacking a boy for a Davy Crockett hat. Um, so I guess that's resolved because then the episode ends and the rev seems okay with Halloween. And at wears, the resolution, he wears the Davy Crockett hat. Which means that he didn't actually return the Davy Crockett hat to... Well, he got it for him. Henry got it. All right. <laughs> so that's that story. That's all right. Um, Although, okay, I know I probably shouldn't say this, but when the when the rev returns to like the church carnival Erin's looking at me and rolling her eyes she definitely does not want me to say this but um I'm gonna anyway <laughs> I, uh, he comes in he's wearing the David Crockett hat he like hugs Annie and Annie's so excited because he made it as I guess he doesn't show up to the Har- Halloween carnival because he hates Halloween and he's like super happy about it and Erin like offhandedly goes stop hearsay <laughs> She offhandly goes, oh, like, he clearly just came back from having sex with that man. And And he wore the hat. And he wore the hat while they were having sex. And I wrote down, headcanon accepted. (laughs) Like, that's exactly what happened. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, we're done. We're I done didn't with say this. that. That's your <laughs> We're done with this now. And I promise I will no longer read into the gay undertones of this episode. Just this episode. Going forward, you <laughs> might. Um, all right. So let's back it up. The other... They're, they're, Matt and Mary's storylines kind of are intersecting and overlap, and they're not really um, too interesting. But there were a few moments, of course, because of the writers on the show where there were some... Uh, some ge- gems of, of, of lines. So we'll start, uh, it's like, it, it starts with them, like, after school. They're they're hanging out outside of school. Wait, can I just say that it, right after the cold open, there's, like, a bathroom scene, and oh, we find out yeah. that, like, Matt and Mary have been, well, Mary doesn't know this, but yeah, Matt, and Mary, Matt and Mary have been sharing deodorant, which I have a lot of questions about, um, like... Well, it's Matt's just been used, like, why didn't Matt just, like, ask Annie to get him his own deodorant? And then they, he uses it, and he passes it to Simon. So, I don't know. Um, and he says he's... And it looked like a travel size, and he says he's been using it for two months. And I was like, I don't know. It's, this doesn't seem uh, feasible. Um, so, right. The storyline really picks up at school, where Mary and Matt are having a conversation about this girl named Roxanne. And Mary basically... Mary says, like, oh, she repeated, you know, Roxanne said, like, Mary's in gym class with Roxanne. Well, Matt goes, isn't Roxanne single now? Or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, didn't she just break up with her boyfriend? And Mary goes, yeah. Uh, Roxanne told the entire... Like, gym class that that she she broke up with her boyfriend. So they say it twice. And then Roxanne walks over to them. She's like, oh, hey, Mary, did you hear I just broke up with my boyfriend? And it's so clearly she just wants to say it in front of Matt. And then some some reason they're talking about the Halloween dance at the school, and Roxanne then again goes... It would be a shame if no one asked me because they don't know that I broke up with my boyfriend. And then Mary just, like, walks away. She's, she's like, she's over like, it. And I, all I wrote down was, Mary is me. Yeah, <laughs> like, she doesn't, stor- she doesn't pull a Lucy, she doesn't storm away. She just, like, casually exits the conversation and slips away. So as you can guess, uh, Matt ends up asking Roxanne to the dance... Uh, yeah, and he has, his plan is to go as a hobo, but not a homeless hobo, uh, a hobo that is, um, what did he say? You, did you he, write it down? He's a skewed or a, a, sh- a shoed. What's the word? A shoed? <laughs> a shoed. Um, Bourgeois values. Yeah, he's, he's like a protest hobo. He's basically a hipster. That's, he's, uh, <laughs> yes. No, he's, he's like, I'm rejecting bourgeois values. So, uh, so, um, yeah, he, he actually went as what we would call today a hipster. Um, but we but, Rox- but Roxanne has this uh, thought well, that that she's she's got these costumes from like Cyrano de Bergerac, and she's like, oh, I'm I'm going to go as Roxanne from Cyrano, and you will be Cyrano, and and it'll be great. And if anybody doesn't know like the play Cyrano de Bergerac, uh, Cyrano has a. Abnormally long. Well, he's ugly, yes, and he has an abnormally long nose. And like the point of the play is that Roxanne's character ends up falling in love with him, not based off of his looks, and like ends up finding him beautiful inside and out. Blah blah blah. Wait, but one second. Um, when Matt is explaining what he wants to be, like he's being a hobo, he's having this conversation with the Rev, and the Rev is like, "You shouldn't be dressing as a homeless person. Like that's not." He basically calls Matt problematic uh, before calling somebody out for being problematic was a thing. And um, his reasoning is that we, like, you shouldn't be using other people's misfortune for your own entertainment. And I just sat here being like, I'm using the entire Camden family's misfortune of being on, like, having the show about them as entertainment for myself. <laughs> if they were real people. If they were real people. Um, 
All right, so uh, Matt, the Matt, it, it kind of Matt tries on the costume and he hates it, and then he's like, he just shows up to pick up Roxanne for this dance as a hobo, and she is a bitch. Uh, yeah, no, she is. Um, and the other thing is, for some reason, this girl's like seduction technique is saying, to call him Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. Matthew. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, and then she's like a bitch when he comes to pick her up. What does she say? She's like, oh, I, uh, see, you're, you can't be my date because that would make me the date of a homeless person. And, well, and she like, kept on using different words for homeless, like uh, derelict. Derelict, yeah. She's like, uh, that'd make me the date of a homeless person, which would make me a loser. So then, uh, Matt, like, kind of throws the Cyrano thing in her face and he's like, oh, you, you know, you know how, uh, Roxanne loves Cyrano despite what he looked like. Well, you look really beautiful right now, and in spite of your appearance, the thrill's gone for me, babe. <laughs> and then he walks away. So in his in his hobo costume. And that was that was about that. Uh, not really much going on there. Um, we have. Um, well, let's do Ruthie's storyline because if we're talking about people not liking their costumes, yeah, we can talk yeah. about Ruthie. So. Um, Ruthie doesn't know what she wants to be, so Annie think- starts making her a dinosaur costume. Uh, and then she says, while, while Annie is, like, sewing the dinosaur costume, Ruthie's like, my friend or whatever is going as Tweety, I think she said. And I heard T, so it must have been Tweety. Twe- yeah, Tweety. Uh, and her her mom got her a costume at the store. So then Annie, like, is sitting there at the sewing machine, and she gives Ruthie, like, this this death stare. And she One ta- of, like, a, a few murderous looks that Annie gives her own daughter. So then they go to a store, and they're looking through the costumes, and again, there's, like, a WB shout-out, because she's like, you can be Sylvester or Tweety, uh, and and Ruthie doesn't like any of those costumes, so she's like, I'll just go as the dinosaur. Well, her, yeah, she wants to be, like, prettier. Like, she wants to have a really cute costume. Um, so they we have this scene where uh, Ruthie looks miserable dressed in this dinosaur costume she goes through a list of things that she doesn't like about it like that the neck piece is too itchy she can't move her hands um and and then that's good like it's not really resolved because then um then the next thing is annie's looking for someone to babysit ruthie because she doesn't want to go in any costume and she doesn't want to go to this church carnival at all so then finally well mary kind of ties into this but um Mary's like, I'll make her wear a costume, don't worry, because Mary doesn't want her at the house, and she doesn't want, um, like, a babysitter coming over. So uh, I think, like, Mary tells her that you're going to go to the church carnival and wear a costume and be happy. And suddenly, like, Ruthie is like, that's it. So she dresses up as as happy happy. the dog. (laughs) The dog. So um, that's that. That's done. Well, actually, in between, before that happens, there's another scene with Mary, Annie, and... um, Ruthie setting up for the church carnival and Ruthie's like passed out um, and Mary was like oh should we wake her up uh, and what did you write this down yeah that, yeah that, like, I'm trying she's, to find the quote oh um, she must be tired she must be exhausted from torturing me is what Annie says because I guess Annie is like really stressed out about Ruthie's costume it's really taking a toll on her um, and then um, Annie says something about oh uh, we should just leave her alone. And Mary says, I just wish someone would say that about me. So a little, little angsty Mary here. But, um, and, well, I, and Mary wins the episode for me. For all right, well, we reasons. can get into that now because it's, again, another, like, short plot line. So Mary is... T- First, she tells Matt that she's 
not going to the dance because she's going to the church carnival. But apparently she's told... Then she tells the Rev that she's going to the dance and not the church carnival. She's basically telling everyone, like, if you're going to be at the church carnival, she's telling you that she's going to be at the dance, and, like, Matt is the only one who's going to be at the school dance, so she tells him she's going to the carnival. Then she's on the phone with some friends, and she's, you know, oh, t- talking about how she's lying and how it's going to work. Yeah, I was, uh, like, throughout this episode, I kept on turning to Aaron and being like, what is she doing? Like, what is she planning? I had no idea. And at the end, it, the, we everybody learns, the audience learns, that all she wants is to be alone. And she wants to be alone in the house, um, which is why, like, when Ruthie is not going to go to the church carnival and Annie is talking about getting a babysitter, she's like, oh, I'll get her to wear a costume. <laughs> like, so... Um, I've, Annie figures out what she's doing because everybody, like... Everybody ends up, because Matt doesn't go to the dance because he doesn't have a date, so he ends up going to the church carnival, and everybody's there except for Mary, and uh, they're like, oh, where is she? And Annie said, uh, well, they, they realized that she, she just wanted to be home alone, so Annie was like, she's diabolical, but brilliant. <laughs> and what we have next is, like, a extended, for absolutely no reason, like, like yeah, it, tribute to risky business almost. Yeah, she's not wearing pants. She's wearing tube socks. And she's wearing the top of her Halloween costume, which is like some sort a of cowgirl kind sheriff of sheriff yeah. kind of thing from like the West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, she's like dancing around, eating ice cream, um, and then she takes a bubble bath. She puts on a crown to take a bubble bath. Well, yeah, well, she like sets up her bubble bath. And then um, like right before the next part of the scene, Aaron's like, I feel like this was like. Um, it was, like, gratuitous. It was definitely, like, a well, very... Well, you said something about it's for, like, te- like, like getting the teenage boy audience. Yeah, because like, to of, watch the show. Because the very next scene is, like, I guess the sexy attempt at her taking off her tube, <laughs> her tube socks. socks. <laughs> and then, like, you see her shirt drop. Um, just, like, this is, like, the camera's just level on the floor, so you see all these, like, items of clothing drop. And then she steps foot into the... The bathtub, and then it just shows her in the bath, and she's like, "I love Halloween," and she's eating her ice cream in the bathtub. And you know what? That, I'm I'm saying it. Mary wins this episode. Like, yeah, she just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all. Um, uh, and that. Well, I think those are all the other storylines, and the only one really left. The big one. The big one. The big one. Okay, let's let's just take a step back. Who haven't we talked about? Who do at, I at hate? All this episode. Who do I hate? Who's got the biggest storyline? Here she is, ruining the episode, Lucy. Uh, the first scene we get of her is outside of school. <gasps> oh and we had and I... we had some guest stars. And the first one, well, we, so it was, uh, I immediately identified them as um, Brink and the Shermanator so, uh, from American Pie. So. Yeah, so, the fir- so um, these are Jimmy Moon's friends. Jimmy Moon returns. Yes, because he's still dating Lucy. And uh, I don't know why. They're like... Lucy's just talking about the ogre, like, scary man whose name is Mike that um, her brother had told her the story about from the cold open. Oh, you know what? We skipped over Simon, um, but we can tie that into this. Yeah, we can tie That's fine. Um, Right, so Lucy's relaying the scary story to Jimmy Moon and Jimmy Moon's friends, who I don't think we actually learned their real names, so let's just refer to them as Brink and the Shermanator um, for the rest of this podcast. But um, they're trying to convince Lucy that that the, the scary story is actually real and that this Mike man it actually exists and he lives in Glen Oak. Uh, but I want to focus on... So the Shermanator is played by Chris Owen, who, um, as Aaron said, shows up in all the American Pie movies. 
Um, those are movies I actually haven't seen, so... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was way more into the fact that... Eric, that Eric Von Denton was in the show, and I have to tell you, like, Eric Von Denton was one of my first crushes as a child. Like, so much so that I followed his, like, film and TV career for You way... saw movies no one else has seen <laughs> because you were trying to watch. Like, okay, so he was obviously in Brink, which is one of the first Disney Channel original movies, and a sh- like, a movie that I could still watch even now um, as a 27-year-old. Um, but he was also in, like... I wasn't born yet. <laughs> he was also in, um... I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, Escape from Witch Mountain. Um, he was in the princess diaries he was in um he like ended up being on a bunch of tgif shows when like uh, when abc was doing tgif that got its friday he was in odd man out he was in like complete savages was this a podcast about brink um i wouldn't want to make it a podcast about brink and but also we and like he was in some disney channel shows like uh so weird does anybody remember that? But the thing that I learned that I was shocked about... Well, he was on 7th Heaven. Well, yeah, no, the thing that I learned that I was shocked about is that he did the voice for a Toy Story character. Oh, I, and I guessed it. And it was Sid. It, he, he, he voiced Sid. Sid in all the three um, Toy Story movies, which I didn't know. Um, thank you, IMDb, for this. But yeah, okay, fine. All right. We're so done they're, talking they're, about Eric Von Denton, I guess. So the Shermanator Brink and Jimmy Moon, are they're, they're like... I don't know, somehow they, they're talking about this story, and they're like, oh, we'll go to the mutant's house. The, the um, they keep, They're like, Mike the mutant's house. He grows, like, vegetables that are abnormally large. He injects them with radiation. No, no, he doesn't inject them. He shoots them with radiation. <laughs> he's got this radiation gun. They, they say that, like, he's messed up, bec- his face is all messed up because of a nuclear accident. Yeah. Um, and so... They go to this trailer. It's like, it, there's like a, 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 like an auto body shop and whatever, and there's this trailer... And they're, like, teasing... Well, first Lucy's like, oh, we shouldn't go on his property. And I think it's Brink says, man, your chick's a drag. And Jimmy Moon answers, at least I've got one. Which is not, like, at all, like, a wholehearted defense. Like, not a defense at all. He's just like, oh, well, at least I have a girlfriend. Like, even if it is Lucy, I got got one. So... Uh well, what? Okay, so I gotta hand it to Lucy here because she eventually gets talked into like going on this man's property. And oh, well, okay, let's back up a little. So they're talking about these vegetables that are like huge because they've been shot with radiation. So and the boys are trying to prove to Lucy that like Mike the mutant is real. So they're like, oh, we'll just go into the garden and grab one of the vegetables. And Lucy's like, well, how are you gonna carry it? <laughs> yeah, because if Which they're is supposed a good to be point. yeah, if they're supposed to be so huge. But like somehow, I don't actually remember how it goes down. She ends up going along with the boys. And I gotta hand it to Lucy here. I'm not like they, one to... no, they're all like the boys are all scared. And then she's like, fine, I'll go. Yeah, and she I'm, like leads the way. Yeah, and I gotta hand it to her. I mean, I don't like praise Lucy much, but she like you know takes initiative and like shows the boys what's what and yeah. like goes in first. And gets well. First of all, these pumpkins—there's a—they're very normal. They're normal size, very, very normal. average size pumpkins. Also, what is this man doing? Growing like he had like at least twenty pumpkins. Who is just growing that? Who needs to grow that many pumpkins if you're not like running a pumpkin patch? <laughs> um, uh, but she ends up grabbing this pumpkin. Is like they're all getting ready to leave, um, and. Mike the mutant shows up. We don't really see his face, just like his like shadow, and he's supposed to be super tall. Yeah, and he's like, you know, you can get hurt doing that or something. And like all the boys run away, but like Lucy ends up staying, grabbing the pumpkin all by herself, and like walks out. Yeah, she just runs away, and he doesn't. So she gets home, and she has the pumpkin, and 
this is kind of where this this ties in. Simon's whole deal for this episode is that he the the church carnival has a pumpkin carving contest and he's won it the past two years and he's going for his three peat. So which uh, has never happened before in the history of the church carnival where and the church carnival's only been there for three years. And my so. only note on this is that Simon is ten and I wrote how bad is everyone else at pumpkin carving that and this this ten year old has won two years in a row when he was like eight and nine years old so um so lucy gets home with the pumpkin that, sh- that she stole and simon is like oh that's beautiful i really love that's like a pumpkin i'd love to get my hands on and annie comes out and she's like well why where did you get that um you didn't happen to steal it from someone's garden well and- he like she like okay so she calls her lucy any other time but apparently Luce. no they, they do that a lot oh they do i didn't know yeah no they, as, it, as it goes on that's frequently like people are, will start calling lucy like loose uh later in the in the series like very very close to the end we find out that lucy's name is actually lucille so um spoil i i, I think that's i think that that would have been better like introducing in an earlier season because when i found out at the end of the series i was like what oh all right so uh, she called, yeah, she's like, oh. Annie learns about, uh, she, Annie basically figures out that Lucy stole this pumpkin. Um, or no, she's like, did you happen to liberate this from somebody Someone's, else's garden? Yeah. So, um, then she's like, okay, uh, go, you have to, you have to return it. Now, um, you remembered that I had, like, I had, like, live texted this episode, apparently, the first yeah, time I yeah, watched I it this summer. Because... I was like, all right, so this guy, he's like, you know, it's kind of scary, this house. We don't know what his deal is yet. And Lucy actually bikes it all the way back to this man's garden to to return it. And I was like, why don't she just, like, bike around the block and drop it in, like, someone's trash can or, like, behind a, a bush? Why did she, like, Annie didn't go with her to make sure she returned it. I would have been like, okay, yeah, I'll go bring it back. And, oh, so just, my, like, dropped if it my mom somewhere. listens to this, she's going to know that, like... <laughs> oh, when you stole that pumpkin, if that I, one, or one of many times you stole a pumpkin. Or, like, that I may have, like, cheated in similar situations. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, I... The, they didn't throw it out or <laughs> so um oh uh quick trivia the guy that plays mike the mutant is from the flintstones movie yeah so 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 lucy brings it back and she actually gets to talking to mike uh i f- forget exactly how it plays out but doesn't he come out of his like trailer and, and oh yeah she he, starts she's like leaving. oh she she knocks on the door to and she's like left it on his on his stoop and he comes out and they get to talking and um, she learns that he's like not scary, and people just like judge him because he did. He was in an accident. Like he did have an accident. We learn, but that's not. Okay. Well, we lo- So the thing is, this is probably my Lucy's the worst moment because she's talking to Mike, and like suddenly she just out of nowhere is like, "How did you get that scar?" Oh yeah, he's got this giant scar on like the top from like basically his skull down on his forehead. It looks kind of like a crack in his head. Yeah, and I would never ask anyone about a, a no, scar, a scar like, like that. You just Especially when you can tell this man is obviously has, like, some, like... Trauma because yeah, of Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, so, um, she does that, and then... And, like, um, she's trying to get, she, like, she figures out that this guy is basically, like, a recluse, and, like, he doesn't, you know, but he's, like, nice, and that people are mistaken about him. So she's like, oh, maybe I can bring my, or, like, you can come see my family, or maybe I'll bring my family around, or I'll bring the Rev. And, like, that's something that Mike, uh... Does is, not want. And so he, like, runs back into his, uh, home, his trailer, and he's like, I don't want any friends, no, Lucy can come over. But I don't want any friends, which I wrote down as Lucy is not considered a friend. 
which is funny because then Lucy's back and she she's back at the house and she's talking to the Rev about Mike. And, and we learn that what happened, uh, he's, like, actually an artist who, like, made these great uh, designs with scrap metal. And uh, in order to supplement his income, he started working at a gas station, and the gas station was robbed, and he was shot. So then we uh, see Lucy back at the house, and she is talking to the Rev about her conversation with Mike. Um, and she's like, oh, maybe I'll in- I'm going to invite him to the church carnival. Um, and we, and, and the Rev was the one who relayed the information that... He had been shot, um, and Lucy's just kind of, like, lamenting about, like, oh, everybody judges him, but nobody takes the time to get to know him. Um, and actually, she asks about the radiation. The, the Rev has this great line, um, and, and it's because Lucy is asking, like, what happened to Mike? It's like, oh, was he really in a nuclear accident? Yeah, and she was like, that's what everybody says, and Rev, the Rev goes, as is often the case, everybody's wrong. <laughs> so, Which I loved. Um, so then we get, so Lucy, you know, the, the next time we see her, she is in this heinous costume. Um, uh, which I off the bat said, oh, she's definitely little Bo Peep. Yeah, and that's what it ended up being. And she's biking to go invite Mike to the carnival. And when she gets there, Jimmy Moon and Brink and the Shermanator are all, like, throwing eggs at, uh, Mike's house. I think there's toilet paper involved, too, at some point, yes. maybe. Yes, and, and Lucy chases them away. And then she runs well, in. Well, doesn't she go to Jimmy Moon like, I can't believe I ever liked you. Yeah, yeah. Are we supposed to believe that that's when they break up? Well, uh... Or, 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 uh don't tell me, don't uh, tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> Stay on the edge of your seat to see if Jimmy Moon comes back. Um, so then she goes in, and she's like... Mike is, like, on the floor, like, kind of rocking back and forth, and she's consoling him, and then she helps him clean the egg off of his trailer... And that's all nice and resolved. She like t- she li- but the thing is she lies to Mike. She tells Mike that most people are really nice. That is also yeah. I mean the Rev was was more on point with his uh, everybody being wrong. Because everybody line. most people are not nice. Yes, and most people are wrong. Uh, um, so, I also wrote down Savior Lucy again. In oh back yeah, to because back again episodes. here she she by the end of the episode she's talking about how terrible it is that people are so ignorant. And in every ep- like in the last episode at least, and then this one, she starts out just as ignorant as anyone else. But then by the, you know, forty four minutes later, she is is preaching to everyone about how they need to, you know, uh, open their open the, their world. And we're not exaggerating when we're saying preaching because she actually does preach at the end of this episode. She has yes, a yes. speech. So then, okay, so we get to the end of the episode. Everybody's at the church carnival except for Mary. Um, Lucy is there, and Mike is there, and he's, like, doing face painting, and it's great. But he's, like, his face is hidden under a fra- Frankenstein's monster, co- uh, like, mask. Mask, yeah. Everybody in the episode called it Frankenstein's mask. I, yes, yes. And that's wrong. All right, well, we can, all right, so. I'm a snob, I admit they, it. Then they, um, announce the, uh, winner of the pumpkin carving contest, which, of course, Simon was hoping to win, and they say that Lucy won. <laughs> no. Okay, let's... Okay, we're going to take a moment here. Um, this will be on our Twitter and Facebook, this picture. And our Tumblr. Tumblr, yeah. I Because I... Yes. It, okay. So, the first shot at the carnival is, like, this pan of all of the, like, um, participants yeah. in the pumpkin carving contest. So, all the pumpkins. And one of the pumpkins is a girl's face... <laughs> And I'm like, who is that? What is that? And Aaron goes, that's Lucy. And I was like, no, that isn't. That can't be Lucy. But <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's a carve. It's a pumpkin carved to look like Lucy's face. 
So Lucy wins, and I was like, everybody, they gave her this award under the impression that she carved a pumpkin of her own face. Like, how Why would like, she arrogant can you be? <laughs> so, um, Self-portrait through pumpkin. And then she gets up and she preaches. You, Okay, first of all, she's not winning an Oscar or <laughs> an Emmy or no like, speech required for or the like a Nobel Peace contest. Prize. She should not be making a speech, but she ends up making a speech, and it turns into like preaching about um, because because we find out that Mike actually carved the pumpkin of her face, so I guess it's a little bit better. Uh, which also means that she didn't win, which also means she cheated. Yeah, why didn't she submit it? I guess maybe we're supposed to think he was shy. Yeah. But, like, he, like, there's a moment where she's like, you have to reveal yourself, like, take off your mask. So he takes off his mask, everybody gasps, but then they clap, and it's all, and like... And then we find out that Lucy gave him the the Rev's clerical robe to wear with his costume. Uh, um, Simon's, like, impressed by Mike's, like, pumpkin carving skills. Yeah, and, he, like, shakes his hand, and he's like, that's the most impressive pumpkin I've ever seen. And he's like, I'm, like, I'm coming for you next time. Yeah. And, and Mike goes, I'll be there, too. And Aaron says... <laughs> No, this is another character. Actually, we have money characters in this episode that we never see again. Wait, Eric Von Denton doesn't come back? Well, Brink might. I don't... I I think he might in, like, the background. He, I, um, But this is the only episode, I think, where he had, like, lines. Uh, but oh. so we, we are never going to see um, Henry Bernard again and his family. Uh, Mike we never see again. And we will never see Roxanne again. Because, again, like I said, this is part of Matt's, like, revolving door of women. Uh, Wait... We won't, we won't get more of the backstory about Henry and Eric are in love. No, 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 that's over. You can uh, write some fanfic about it though, and like put it on a secret Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not joke about me writing fanfiction. All right. <laughs> um, so that that was it. That was the episode. It ends. Yeah, and uh, that yeah. That's it. Yeah, no, that really is it. That was um, solid. Yeah. As I said, a solid seventh heaven. Episode. Okay. All right, so here we go. Well, we could do, you know, recap or uh, you did it. There is the line. Oh, there. okay. So um, there's a line when Eric and, I'm sorry, the Rev, Eric, uh, is talking to Henry Bernard, and he's apologizing for everything that happened in the fifth grade, which we learn, yes, happened in 1964. And he says it bizarrely, though. He says, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry about 1964. And all I wrote down was he's sorry for the entire year of 1964. So then me being you know, the mega nerd that I am, looked up exactly what happened in 1964. Uh, we won't go through a list. No, but, we will not. you know, notable is that in August of 1964, the final Looney Tune, Senorella and the Glass Farache, is released before the Warner Brothers cartoon division is shut, ooh, is shut down. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, like, the most notable, I guess. Yeah, so... Uh, well, okay, it's fun. not the most notable. But yeah, there was a presidential election and, I don't know, some other the, stuff The civil happened. rights <laughs> movement, the war on poverty, the Vietnam War. There's, like, a bunch of other things that happened. I don't know, but that Warner, the Warner Brothers cartoon division getting shut down was pretty devastating. And uh, it relates most closely to this. Seventh Heaven. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've fine-tuned the rating system. So from, um, I guess, best to worst... We have, so seven is, is Ruthie. Seven heavens is Ruthie. Seven is Ruthie. Six is, is like a Simon. Five is a Mary. Four is like Matt. Three is Annie. Two is the Rev. And a one is like a Lucy. And if you add a point five anywhere, that's happy. And you just get the dog. It's an extra. It's not like the dog is like a bad character. So I'm going to say for this one, 
I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna, gonna give it a mat. Yeah, I was gonna give it a four like, too. It didn't offend me. I was gonna, uh, like, you know what? I'll give it a mat and a happy. A four point five. Four point five. Because just... I really appreciated Mary this episode. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, it's, yeah. And I did appreciate how weird the Rev storyline was. <laughs> that was good, but I, I just didn't appreciate how much screen time Lucy got. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm gonna gonna give it a four. So that's a wrap on season one, episode six of Seventh Heaven, Halloween. Um, thank you again for staying with us. We're six episodes in. Um, we're, we're only getting started. Yeah, we're just getting started on. Uh, we only have um, I don't know what two hundred and forty-three minus six is. Too much math. Uh, two hundred and forty-seven. Two hundred thirty-seven. <laughs> two hundred. Th- yes, two hundred forty-three no, minus two, six is two. All right, all right. Two hundred thirty-seven is correct. Um, so you can see what I did there. <laughs> I just forgot what the numbers were. All right. Um, so again, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, well, well, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And, and review us, guys. Like, what do you think? What do you? What do you like? Do you not like us? Or comments? Not? You can send them to CamdenCast at gmail dot com. Um, Tweet at us at CamdenCast Show. Follow us on Tumblr. Uh, camdencast.tumblr.com also remember tumblr has an anonymous question function <laughs> so if you don't want to admit that you're listening into our podcast but you have a di- dying desire to tell us something you can send us hate mail through tumblr sure i would love that and i mean like actually i like please <laughs> but um and finally we're on facebook at cam uh, also camdencast uh, facebook.com slash camdencast um you can like us on facebook we're on SoundCloud. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So We're everywhere. We're on the internet. We live on the internet. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm Erin. And I'm Tanvi. And this was Camden, Camden Cast. Cast. See you on Saturday. Bye.